this will get ed- probably get edited, <laughs> but you know, when you've got to peel stuff off at the end of the night, and you know, lacquer is part of your it's part <laughs> of your equipment. Equipment. <laughs> oh, and your 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 arsenal of of beauty products. I don't know. I I just don't. That doesn't appeal to me really in any sense of the word. But do you think a lot of girls do that because they are self-conscious and they're not maybe affirmed? I think that's, ex- you know, no, I, I I agree without a doubt. I, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to, that really didn't want to come, I didn't want that to come out as a challenge. I wanted that to come out as what, what I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not into the commercial stuff. I just like natural. I like, you know what I like the most? We're getting off on a tangent. I like confidence. I, lo- I love a confident woman. Yeah, that's the most attractive thing to me is a confident. Woman. I agree with that. But I will say there is confidence, and there are there's a difference between that and a woman trying to get your attention by the way she's dressed or Absolutely. what she is wearing. And so it is a natural confidence, you know, or an inner confidence. That's usually yeah. out of it's, insecurity. The women who behave that right. Way. So I'm yeah. just saying it's the not, confident that you, I yeah, I not, feel like this world confidence is wearing it. Putting it all out there. Those you are streetwalkers. I mean? Yeah, no, no, they're not. Conf- confidence they're... is when you, you, no, car- no, the, you the carry ones. yourself well. Yeah, it's yeah. not by what what you wear. Yeah, and I think it's a big deal, but many women can't decipher that this day and age. They have to put on that false sense of confidence so that you'll see them, and it's just sad. Well, I think that's what they're like. What Brian is saying, I don't. Well, I don't know. In my mind, I don't think people want to live their life doing that. I think they're living their life having to do that. Mm-hmm. And because yes. of what their dad told them or a previous relationship or, and, and I'm not, I mean, I don't know anything about women, so I'm not sure. <laughs> and when no, I, no, you guys laugh true. at me or, or turn the, turn it off and yell at me next time you see me or whatever. Well, it's, it's just everywhere. It they, is. They see it on social media. They, they have this idea of what, looks good and you know people that portray that get attention and so and biblically that's the number one assault weapon against women for satan is yeah. their confidence i mean that's it's their beauty then attacking their beauty that's what he's gonna what he's gonna come after regardless of what you look like or whatever inner beauty outer beauty whatever he attacks it and and so people get turned to these alternative ways of expressing themselves, I guess. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, we're all broken. We all have a past. And so in order to mend that brokenness, so many people want to put on a facade. And so they put on stuff that's not authentically them and, um, or become something that they feel like they need to be, you know, kind of like we've talked about before, like that fig leaf, you know, in the Garden of Eden, it's like, I got to cover myself. I've got to be, I can't show my true personality. I have to cover it up with what I think you want. the Marriage Unfiltered podcast. My name is Lisa Carter. My name is Jeff Carter. Hi, I'm Alyssa Field. I'm Brian Field. And we're just four broken people 
trying to help broken people. Exposing what marriage really is. By removing all the filters. I'm super excited to talk a little bit more in depth about the previous podcast we discussed. Yeah, we actually have a really um, a special treat. We think it's a treat um, this week. It's just me and Alyssa. Woohoo! <laughs> um, we have had actually multiple people reach out and talk about how impactful it was for us to talk about the voices that we hear and the lies that we believe about ourselves and um, all transparency. We have... I, I will put myself under this bus, relied too heavily on my husband to be the affirming words in my life. And so we feel like we wanted to dig into what God says about us and encourage you guys to start doing the same thing and give you guys some truth about what God says about you. Um, so we do want this podcast. Yes, it's just me and Alyssa, um, but that's just because it's our heart and we're the ones that kind of dug into that on the previous podcasts. But we want this to be an episode for everybody, for men, and to also speak to those who are still in junior high and high school, male and female. So if you listen to this podcast and feel like you would like to share it with somebody in that age demographic, we encourage you to do that. We, we know personally, we have daughters, we have been young women, and we know um, the attacks that come just about fifth grade and up. We're going to make sure the content stays not too, too heavy. Um, it's always going to be full of truth. And um, we would say probably much younger than that, we would avoid letting them hear only because we don't want to give them names that they haven't already heard at that age that can be kind of imprinting on them. But we do encourage you, you may want to listen through before you decide to share it. But as much as I've watched through this with young women, we really hope you'll share it with those who really need to hear what God says about them. Very good. I think this is a topic that we don't really address head on. And so we deal with believing the lies, accepting lies. And what I mean by lies is the things that you think about yourself that are not true. And we don't deal with those. So it becomes truth as we get older and it just becomes who we are. Um, And so we want to separate that reality um, or what we feel is our reality that actually is a lie from the enemy. And so I think it's really important to do that. So the we need to take a step back and look at where the assault on women happened um, and where this all stems from. And we need to take go way, way back. It was before we were created in heaven, there were angels and there was God. And Satan was an angel and he was actually beautiful. Let me see what it says. In Ezekiel 28, 12 through 15, it talks about how beautiful he was. He was perfect and blameless. And um, in the Bible, it says that there was pride found in Satan. And so the story, what happened is Satan was cast out of heaven along with a third of the angels. And that's where we have Satan and his demons. That is the originality of where all this came from. And so in that moment, I I have to picture what's going on. So Satan was found with pride in his heart 
and he wanted to be God. And so he fought to take the position from God. And of course, no one is more powerful, powerful than God. So he was cast out of heaven to earth. And so now there's a vendetta with Satan. He is trying to attack the beauty of God and he comes after his image bearers, which is us. And so I just, I really think it's really important to understand that God wants us to become all that he has designed us to be. And Satan wants us to to keep us from being all that we're called and designed to be by God. And so the best way and the easiest way to derail us and to void who we think we are is by speaking to our beauty or speaking to our worth. And so I think it's really, really important to understand that foundation of why we struggle so much with identity and who we are because Satan's after that. Because if he can get us to believe a ton of lies about ourselves, then it'll keep us from being who we, who God wants us to be and prevent us from doing what God has called us to be because we can't get outside of the lies that we think about ourselves. Mm. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I mean, that's exactly right. That's the foundation we need to work off of as we discuss this topic. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about what got us here. Of course, we've discussed when um, the, the episodes we did for new year's and the, um, when we talked about five love languages, we both kind of talked about, needing to hear some words of affirmation um, from our husbands because we're staring in the mirror, believing lies about ourselves. And what happens when you walk out of that bathroom and you've been discouraged? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm in a place right now where I've gotten some test results about my thyroid. So at least there's some answers, but I'm just really discouraged with my health journey. And um, when I try and put on some pants that historically have fit and they don't fit or I look in the mirror and just see somebody that I feel like is just not presentable. I go into a a pretty deep spin. So when I go out into the world, that's what the world gets of me. The world gets less of me. And it starts with my home. I walk out of my bathroom and that's that's my home. So then it's my husband and then it's my kids. Um, Then it's my friends and my coworkers. And what they're getting of me is just sometimes a shell of myself because I'm so consumed with you're fat, you're ugly, you're getting old, um, you're unworthy or what, whatever the lies are that I listen to in my head. Um, you think you're all that, but do you even pay attention? You know, those crazy things that we hear. So then when I'm a shell of a person and I'm walking around, I'm not accepting what my friends say or more importantly, my family, or most importantly, my husband. So I don't absorb or receive his words because I'm so drowned out by the words that I'm hearing. And let's face it, we know that those words aren't ma- matching up with what God says about us. Exactly. Um, so we touched on that in the last couple episodes, and we've had people comment on social media or tell us in person that those were some of the more impactful podcasts because of what we had to say. And we were real and raw about that emotion. Um, And then I have had to have some really good hard talks with God about putting that pressure on my husband. And yes, we've spent a couple weeks now talking about love languages 
But you'll notice we wrap up the second week talking about how that can't be the only thing that shows love to us on this earth. We have to receive God's love because then everything our spouse shows us on top is just extra, you know, whipped cream and a cherry or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, we've already covered that. <laughs> um, and so I've had to go back to, well, I know, I said this before, I know better. I talk to women about this and I need to start digging in um, to what God does say about me. And somebody even encouraged us. They said they that we should do a spinoff show and maybe one day we will. But we just thought this one episode where we can discuss our struggles as women and maybe we'll convince the guys to do something similar um, and just get real with you guys and give you some tools for defeating those lies. Yeah, because if you don't believe in spiritual warfare, this is a great place to understand where we're coming from and the fact that it is real. Because, you know, I think about I walked in to the room tonight and I was like, Lisa, you look so pretty. I love your outfit. You look, you're just you just look great. And she was like, oh, thanks. I feel terrible. And it's just crazy how um, I did an exercise with my daughter and her a little small group this summer. And I had my daughter. And her best friend, they agreed. They had no idea what they were getting into, but they trusted me enough. (laughs) And I said, "Um, Ella, what is a lie that you believe about yourself? And she said it. And I don't even remember what it was. I mean, they're pretty similar. These the, The lies that we all believe, you know, we all can go, yeah, I felt that way before. But I turned to her best friend and I was like, would you like to speak into that? And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't see that in you at all. And it's crazy when we bring these things out to light, people are like, what are you talking about? I don't, what? And so it's crazy when we can verbalize it and people can look at us with love and adoration and go, I have, I don't see that at all. And it is truly just that war raging within ourselves and not reality. Yeah, and I feel, I mean, even in this moment, I feel bad that I full on shot you down. You gave me a compliment and I should have accepted it. But it but just I'm so is so full of the lies. Yeah. It's just really hard. Yeah. And it's a constant battle day and day, just trying to accept the truths. Um, and that's what we always talk about is, is you've got a situation and you see a lie and it's like replacing the truth with um, replacing the lie with the truth. And we have to constantly do that. That's where I feel like the, this battle, the spiritual battle is an example of it is the way we wage war is in this situation is we speak truth over the lies that are being spoken over our hearts and minds. And that's powerful when we can replace it with the word of God and stand on that. And the more and more you do it, the less impact those lies have in our lives. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And it does feel like we can't, we can't say enough and we can wake up one morning and pour all of those words over ourselves. And then by that afternoon, like it's like we've put the armor of God on, right? And the armor of God is those words protecting our heart from the lies. And then we feel like we're running off the battleground just naked. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I left it all out there and I'm open for complete attack now. And then you don't even recognize it. You just end up sitting there and taking it and believing it and chewing it up like it's some delicious dessert. And heaven forbid somebody says something kind, calls you beautiful we don't ever take that in and just munch on it. And, mm, thank you. That made me feel so good. It just. Exactly. Only the negative. 
only, we the only focus on the negative. So I really do want to kind of dive into some lies. We've, we've done, um, not extensive research, but people <laughs> that people trust us and know that, um, you know, we're honest. And so, um, we ask people to be honest as well. And so we have, you know, every th- feedback from, um, 12 year olds all the way up to 70 year olds. And so, um, it's crazy how essentially it's a lot of the same lies, but I'd like to just kind of highlight, I don't know how you want to walk through it. Um, because I think I have two pages full of, um, some feedback, but it's really important to understand that you are not alone. That's my, I say it time and time again, you are not alone in what you feel in this battle that we fight. Yeah. I think we can just go through and read. Um, but I think we need to pray over it because I don't want to pro- throw these names out there as proclamations of truth in the name of Jesus. These are lies. So when we put these names out there, you guys need to um, kind of tell yourself that too and and trust that God won't allow these to pierce your heart as something that's true. That is a fear of ours. Um, but we also hope you you hear something that resonates with something that maybe you have believed is true. And you can go, oh, I'm not the only one that feels that way sometimes. And you can, I would even encourage you, if that comes to your mind when we say it and you're like, yes, that's me out loud saying the name of Jesus, that's a lie. You might feel foolish in the car or in front of your family, um, wherever you are, pause that podcast. And if you have to just write it down so that you don't say it out loud, because we are here to defeat those lies. And the more we shine light on them, I just think of a vampire, you know, you put, Mm -hmm. put the sunshine and just it's, we are here to just kill those lies with that sunlight. And so... Um, we really do not want to imprint these on your heart. So please fight this battle with us as we read through these. Again, they come from sweet girls of age 12 all the way to precious ladies that we think have conquered the world and done everything right and have it together. So this is just, um, so I did an exercise with the girls and I had them write a lie down. And then I said, I want you to, write the lie down and then I want you to crumple it up and I had a trash can and I told the girls to throw like they literally threw it because that's fun (laughs) through the little pieces of trash in the trash and um and I said okay here's what I want you to visualize every single time you believe that lie about yourself visualize yourself doing this throw it in the trash in the trash it has no place in your heart so when those lies come in you have a choice you can either reject the lie or you can accept it you can digest it and believe it is truth but you have that that second to go wait that's not true or oh yeah that's totally me um some things like i'm ugly i'm not talented i'm not skinny enough i'm not fat enough or big enough you know whatever um i'm I can't do it. Um, these are just some of them. So I'm going to cry when I read some of these because it's crazy. Ah, I'm not worth enough for someone to fight for me. I'm not good enough for anyone, so why bother trying? If I was prettier or smarter, people would love me. Woo, this is crazy how it's not true, and I just feel so bad that people believe this in their heart. And I just think about if it pains me to think, to read these, I can't imagine how it, it crushes God's spirit to know that we think these things about ourselves. My best isn't good enough. I'm not smart enough, skinny enough. I'm too much or I'm not enough. My house isn't clean or nice enough to have others over. I, people haven't figured out that, that I'm, 
People haven't figured out yet that I'm an idiot. When they do, they won't take me seriously. I'm not a good mom, or I'm a horrible mom. I'm unlikable, weird, awkward, always a misfit. I'm not a quote-unquote good Christian. I have ruined my kids by the decision I made when they were younger. I don't have any close friends because I don't fit in. No one truly wants to have me around. No one likes me. I always mess everything up. I'm too broken. I'm disgusting. I'm unlovable. I'm messy. I'm unorganized. I'm ugly. I'm not worthy. I'm all over the place and can't get my stuff together. I will never have a successful marriage, so why should so I should just give up. I'm undeserving of love or anything good. Anything that bad ha- anything bad that happens to me is what I deserve. Holy cow. And I think we'll probably um <clears throat> I think we'll probably see some duplicates, but I'm going to read my list as well just from people that responded to me um Like I said, we'll hear some duplicates. God hates my imperfections. I'm not enough. I'm too much. Something's wrong with me. I'm broken and unrepairable. I'm ugly, abandoned, useless, forgotten. If I share anything negative, people will think I'm a fraud. I'm not worthy of others' friendship. I'm too much, another not worthy of friendships, not enough, I won't get into college, without validation from others, I'm worthless, I pretend to be extroverted, but I'm introverted, I'm too big, I talk too much, I'm too loud, my personality is too strong, I have to water myself down for others to accept me, I'm not worthy, I'm a terrible mom, I'm alone and unwanted. I feel like they really do correlate. And I can see, especially with the younger girls, how these lies just stick with us. And, you know, it's, I can't do it. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not enough. I'm untalented. And how at such a young age, we allow those to penetrate our heart and we believe them and they stay with us for so many years that we go, yeah, that's who I am. That's my reality. And um, just some something that I heard one time that really made me laugh, actually, is um, uh, when people say I'm fat, the response is to, the truth to to combat I'm fat is to say, I'm not fat. I have fat, but that's <laughs> not who I am. You know, right. like separate <laughs> the reality of truth in those situations. And I think it's important to do that. Um, and I don't know. It's I like that. That's good. Yeah, that one of the things you had said was when people say those things about themselves, if you saw who were saying these things on the list, yeah, it's almost always about as opposite as you can get. Um, you know, we saw a couple of times somebody said, I'm not a good mom or I'm a terrible mom. And I had just told you before we started recording, one of these, like, like I look at her as a pillar of how to parent. And for her to have said, I'm not a good mom. My gosh. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm looking at, I got to figure something out. No. It's like the irony of that. 
Yeah. The irony of like, oh, you don't think you're a good mom yet. I'm looking at you going, she's got it all together. That's exactly right. Wow. Well, and so many of these lies, don't you think they come from comparison? I mean, you think you think that you look at this person and they're a perfect mom. And so I compare myself to that person and then I must not be a very good mom because they're such a good mom. And then you're like, oh, she thinks she's a bad mom too. And we know that's not the truth. And so, again, that's what Shining the Light does on this topic where we can realize we're not the only ones that believe this about ourselves, but we're the only ones that believe this about ourselves. Does that make sense? So yes. I believe my lies about me, but nobody else believes that about me. Right. But other women believe lies about themselves too. And I don't believe those lies about them. Yes. I got really. It's almost there. like a tongue twister. Right. Like you believe what I believe. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Our mirrors aren't speaking the same language. That's crazy. So um, for this is kind of for ages 12 and up. There's a book by Priscilla Schreier called Radiant. And I love what the the content in the book is fantastic. But one thing she says um, on the back of the book is the culture will try to define you. Your past may try to label you. The enemy will seek to deceive you. But no one has the authority to give you your name, your true identity, except your father. I love that so much. I love that so much. I love that so much because it's so true. The enemy will try to deceive you to keep you from living the life that God has called you to. That's right. I mean, that's it. That's what his goal is. Because if we are daughters, sons and daughters of the king, we are sealed. We cannot be snatched out of our father's hands. So what he's going to do is try to keep us from being all that God has called us to be. And so that's his, that's his motive. That's what and he's going to do it. However, with, you know, especially social media and filters Ugh. and all the things have made it so much harder because we're looking at things that aren't even real and comparing ourselves to those things. And so it's not even practical or realistic, or real, or it's just a facade. And so when we're chasing a facade, it, I mean, you're never going to achieve, ever. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things we need to take into account, and beyond this, we'll get into how we turn this ship around and at least give some tools to everybody. But, I mean, if you look at social media use in teenagers right now and the spike in body dysmorphia, it's actually quite stunning. Mm. They actually have terminology such as Snapchat dysmorphia, Snapchat dysmorphia and social media dysmorphia because the images, first of all, that we're seeing on these social media platforms are largely edited. Now on Snapchat, the filters are nuts to where you can make your eyes look really big and your teeth look really white and <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. And then you see people go out and get plastic surgery to look like these filters and they look like cartoons. It's just, it's a dysmorphic disorder because you're scrolling and these are the things that you're seeing as beautiful and you're not seeing people in their real state. The other thing you're doing is you're staring at other people living a life you wish you had or you're telling yourself because, oh, my friends are out doing this without me. These people are doing these things. They get to go do these things. And you're just going down that comparison rabbit trail. And the more your eyes are glued to social media, the more you're accepting truth from social media and not from God's word where he wrote it down. He wrote down his names for us because he knew we were going to have to fight these battles. He wrote them in print. There's nothing you can do about it. It's not going anywhere so that we can go to the source whenever we're starting to believe these lies about ourselves. 
I'm, I'm greatly discouraged by the source that these kids are turning toward for affirmation about their beauty, about their worth, about their effectiveness, their intelligence, their talents, because they're just looking and comparing like we talked about earlier. And then they, Satan, oh my gosh, he just sits there and speaks to them. Oh, look at the fun they're having. Look at that dress that she fit into and you couldn't fit into. Mm. Or then you start even kind of calling her names for wearing that dress. I can't believe she wore that dress. It's so inappropriate. And, you know, it's just all of it's just negative. And I think we need to re-steer our minds and our hearts back toward God's word. Um, And so let's talk a little bit about how do we do that? Hold on. I got to say this really fast. So have you seen it's everywhere, like the 10 year challenge where everybody posts. It's cracking me up because we have so many filters now. Everyone has like sparkles in their photos (laughs) and all this stuff. And it's crazy how, like you said, their eyes are bigger, their teeth are wider. It's like, well, how'd you do that in 10 years? (laughs) Pretty amazing. It's a good filter you have there. (laughs) (laughs) But on the radio, it's really cool because the guy was talking about the 10-year challenge and he was like, why don't we change that? Because I think that's the world. That's how the world wants to see. What do you look like? Are you, do you look better than you did 10 years ago? And it's an opportunity to show off. I'm sorry, but it is. Look where I am 10 years later. And instead, I love what this host on the radio said. He's like, let's change that and say, where was I 10 years ago? And what has God done in my life over the past 10 years? And how many prayers has he answered to get me to where I am? And I think that is another example of a mindset between the world and what Christ wants us to focus on. Philippians 4, 6 says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And we are so busy chasing after an illusion. And God wants us to focus on truth and the, the promises and the truths he speaks to us and says to us. But yeah, I think social media is, it's hard. It's really hard. But one thing Ella said to me yesterday, and we were talking about all of this stuff, is she said, Mom, it's crazy how you've given me more freedom by not giving me all access to Google and social media and all of that, because I don't have to worry about comparing myself to everybody else. It's hard enough just to compare myself. Like I have my friends and I compare myself there, but if I had to worry about everything else that was going on on social media, it's too much. And I was like, ah, some wisdom. Oh my gosh. I mean, that could be a big rabbit trail, but that is in all honesty, you know, we feel like right now what's hitting us in this world must be bigger and more than this world has ever faced. And the truth of the reality is, is we just have more access to the knowledge. Yes. News happens and we know about it. Whereas before we would sometimes never hear about things that would happen in other countries or other states or other cities, but now we see it instantaneously. Yes. And for these developing minds, it's overwhelming and they can't handle it. Yes. And so, I mean, so I had a conversation with my teenage daughter she, she really does have so much, she's so equipped with what God says about her, but she, in all honesty, is still, she's 16 years old and social media is kind of eating her lunch. And I see the comparison game happening um, and she's stunning and she's beautiful and she's strong. She's athletic. She's smart. She's funny. And she is the most confident person I've ever known. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see a bit of that light being washed out in her eyes of this confidence. And it, 
it makes me want to take and just destroy her phone and her iPad and remove her off of social media because I did. I looked at her the other day and I just stared at her. I said, babe, you know the truth about what God says to you. You're allowing that to get washed out by the lies from from the enemy that are coming through this world. And I said, you you need to go back to God's word and what it says. And, you know, admittedly, and I'm not a whole lot more innocent about this, but am I spending more time listening to the words, the world's voices on social media than I am God's word? If I'm maybe trying to get in God's word once a day or less, and I'm on social media for an hour or two every day or more, I mean, I know that she spends more than that on social media and it it's definitely going to wash out what God says to us when we're indulging in that more than we are God's word. Absolutely. That's true. I hate to hear that, but it's, it is, it's, it's kind of like having, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not good for you. I mean, there's not been one study that says social media is good for you and brings you joy and happiness. It just doesn't, <laughs> no. but there's this, we get sucked into it. And, and so it's like, it's kind of having like that, just having a constant, it's so easy for for Satan to whisper in your ear, you're not good as you're not as good as her, you're not as pretty as her. You will never have as much money as they do. You'll never be able to take trips like that. Ugh, you're so fat. You know what I'm saying? Like oh it's gosh, so yeah. easy for Satan to whisper those lies to you, anyone, anybody, and then go, Oh, you know, that's true. I'm never gonna be able to achieve that. I'll never be that like that. You know? And yeah. it's this constant battle that we face. And so I want to, I mean, let's talk about how do we fight those battles? What are the, what's the equipment we have? Alyssa, it feels like really the biggest battle on the planet, but what are, what are we going to do about it? So good news. It's such good news. But when Jesus died on the cross, we have to understand that we were saved. And what that means is if we put our hope and our trust in Jesus, we are sealed um, by the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our inheritance. And we cannot be taken away from him. Just like we have biological children, we are God's children. And so when Jesus died on the cross, we were sanctified. We are holy. We are saints. And I know that seems crazy and big words and all of that, but it's really not. You have to understand that we are a new creation in Christ. And what that means is God sees us as holy because of what Jesus did on the cross. So when we speak ill about ourselves and we speak down on ourselves, it's not helping us. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not living in the full capacity of who God calls us to be because we are anew in him. We are renewed. We are a new creation. And so we need to walk in that and understand really what that means. And I feel like if we took a breath and really digested all of that, we would see that, man, when I say crappy things about myself and when I tear myself down like it just breaks the heart of God and and it nullifies what Jesus did on the cross for us so what you're saying Alyssa like when when God created us you know I used to struggle with of course he has to think I'm beautiful because he created me but then it's really easy to go oh but he also knows me so he knows my thoughts he knows the mistakes I've made and the choices I've made and so surely he's disappointed in what he sees. Um, he he hates the parts of me that are just not perfect. But you're saying that when Christ died on the cross and we accepted that as our salvation and we believe that, literally there's like a veil or a screen between us and God. And it's a cross-shaped or a Jesus-shaped screen. 
So when God looks down on us, not only does he see us as perfect saints, but he doesn't see any of our past. He doesn't see any of those cracks or flaws or imperfections. And so when we want to believe that God hates that about us, God's ashamed or disappointed in the mistakes we've made, we have to remember he doesn't see those. And the Bible says our sins are as far as the East is from the West. And so God, it's impossible for God to look down at us in tisk. Really, you kind of go... Yeah, and and we're nullifying what Jesus did on the cross. When we do that and we try to, you know, say all these terrible things about ourselves, it is it's discrediting everything, not everything, but but Jesus died for us and he paid the price. And so in the image when God looks at us, we are saints, we are holy, we are his chosen people and he loves us. So the heart of Jesus, I just see him looking at us doing that like man it is heartbreaking to see what he's done for us and then the way we live our lives so much less than because of the lies we believe from the enemy yeah and when we talked about earlier how how it feels when you compliment somebody and they dismiss that compliment mm-hmm. how much worse is that for god to hear us dismiss uh, what he has called us when we are when he calls us his workmanship we he calls us his his friend or chosen mm-hmm. and we go no that can't be true and God's like wait I created you you need to accept this this is true about you and how his heart must be broken to see that we don't believe those things because he's like I don't see how you don't see that kind of like we said about our friends how do you not see this you're yes. perfect yes it's so true yeah yeah so one of the things um, I've been really pondering is that like when culture or this world tells us something that we want to hear um, because we're not filling our lives with scripture and truth and we're believing lies about ourselves, when we hear from somebody that we're sexy or we're beautiful or desirable and it's somebody who shouldn't be speaking that to us, it's going to be really tempting to make really bad mistakes um, because that is feeding a need that we have that maybe we're struggling in our marriage. Maybe our husband isn't using words of affirmation the way we desire. And so we're deciding to not fill that cup with God. So when somebody else comes along to try and fill that cup, it's going to be really tempting to make a decision that could lead to an affair or it could lead to posting something on social media you shouldn't post or cheating because you need somebody to think you're smart or filtering yourself to make people think something about you that's not true. And so the temptation to fall into what the world says about us, the world doesn't only say bad things about us, but the the good things from the world can lead us down a negative path if we're not full of Christ first. Absolutely. And another thing I'll say is I think that we have to just kind of step back and look at different perspectives. So I'll say, you know, Brandon, I went through some stuff recently and, um, what God has shown me through one thing he has shown me through that is you can trust me. And sometimes God allows us to go through things to realize that we're putting too much. We are expecting too much from someone that validation, that love, that everything, all of those things, the good things that are supposed to come from our heavenly father, we crave or need from a physical person. And I think God can put us in situations to go, wait, we need to reevaluate 
where you get your validation from, and it needs to be from Christ, um, because that that's the fullness of life. When we look to him and trust him and seek him for all things, like you said earlier, everything else is just cherries on top. Just yeah. And isn't that the truth? Like if we were given husbands that filled us with all of that validation, why on earth would we need God? Yeah. we. I mean, honestly, these things that we think it, it, it's kind of comical because so many people run to God like a vending machine, like, I'll take this. Okay. Can you answer that? Okay. Now I'm gone. And they don't come back until they need something else. And that is, I just, again, like the heart of God, it's just, he wants to have that relationship with us. And he doesn't want us just to seek him for all the little things that we want, but we need to understand our identity, our worth, our value, our inner beauty comes from 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 God, it originated. God is love, and He wants to fill us with all the goodness that He is. Yeah. So I'd like to turn and start talking about Scripture and the truth that God does have in His Word. Where where can we find practical tools? What um, and we will put a lot of this in our show notes, links links to um, different sources, but also lots of Scripture reference. We have a couple of. Um, items that we have compiled that we give to women when we walk with them through this. And one of them is just a list of truths in scripture that goes with them. And then, um, did you happen to bring the armor of God prayer with you? Yeah. I mean, I seriously, I think we can wrap up with that. I think that'd be really cool. Okay. There are so many, there's so many truths. And that's the thing is if you have something that doesn't resonate here, if you're like, I don't know that one, you know, I didn't hear anything that really hit me, then reach out to us and we'll give you truth to, combat that lie, whatever it is, because there is truth in the word of God and who he says you, you are that you need to walk in. We read off some lies earlier. And one thing that I do, I kind of want to fall back on some of these, some of the overview of some of the big ones. And so if you listen to something and you're like, yep, that's what I feel like, um, I'm going to read a few of them again and then speak some, some scripture. And so if you want to jot those down, when you hear the lie that resonates, um, then you can start speaking truth over the lies constantly. So here are some really common lies that we need to replace with truth. The lie, I am a failure. Replace it with, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. And you can find that in Ephesians 1, 3. If you believe the lie, I am not enough. Replace it with the truth. Christ makes me more than enough. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 If you believe the lie, I am unqualified. Replace it with the truth. As a child of God, I am holy and redeemed. Ephesians 1.4-7 If you believe the lie, I don't fit in. The truth is, I was chosen by God to walk in his light. 1 Peter 2.9 If you believe the lie, I'm alone. Replace it with, I am safe. God covers and defends me. Psalm 91.4. If you believe the lie, I will never have enough. Replace it with the truth. My God will fully supply all my needs. Philippians 4.19. If you believe that you're a bad mom, replace it with this truth. I am of great worth, honored and loved. Isaiah 43.1-4. If you believe the lie that my kids' future depends on me, replace the lie with this truth. I can trust God with my children because he loves them. Matthew 18, 10. If you believe the lie that you're dumb, 
Replace it with, I am honored, loved, and of great worth. Isaiah 43, 1 through 4. If you believe the lie, I don't have real friends, replace it with, I have a friend who is God. John 15, 15. If you believe that you are not worthy, replace it with the truth. I am God's masterpiece created anew for a purpose. Ephesians 2.10. If you believe the lie that you're too broken to be used by God, replace it with, I am made new through Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17. 1 Thessalonians 1.4 says you are chosen. Ephesians 2.10 says you are his workmanship, your handmade, your purposed and fashioned for good. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says your body is a temple. Acts 1.8 says you're his messenger. Galatians 3.26 says you are his child. Romans 5.8 says you are greatly loved. John 8.36 says you are free. Free indeed. You need to believe that your name is not what the world calls you, good or bad. Don't believe the names that come from this world even if it's something that you want to accept as good, only believe the names that come from God and his word. I cannot be separated from the love of God. Romans 8, 31 through 39. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. I am hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. I am a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3, 20. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. 2 Timothy 1, 7. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. 1 John 5, 18. I am God's temple. 1 Corinthians three sixteen. I am sealed with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 2, 6. I am God's workmanship. Ephesians 2.10. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. Ephesians 2.6. I am God's child. John 1.12. As a disciple, I am a friend of Jesus Christ. John 15.15. I have been justified. Romans 5.1. I have been bought with a price and I belong to God. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. I have been chosen by God and adopted as his child. Ephesians 1, 3 through, 1, 3 through 6. I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. Let's say that one again. Amen. <laughs> I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. Colossians 1, 13 through 14. I am complete in Christ. Colossians 2, 9 through 10. I have direct access to the throne of grace through Jesus Christ. Hebrew 4, 14 through 16. Let these just get you fired up. Yeah, let's do the opposite. Like when we said earlier to say stop and disclaim those those words, those lies. But I hope you stop and you marinate on these, chew on these truths. We're going to put every single scripture in our show notes, which makes some work for me, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, And we want you to post them where you can see them. Take, even if you have to go back and re-listen to these truths, mark down the minute and the second that we start talking about these truths and replay them. Play them over your home, play them over your car, play them, play them over your children and proclaim truth there 
pro, pro, I can't say that word. Proclaim victory um, in what God calls you and accept what he has to say about you. I mean, these names, if you're listening and you're hearing names for yourself and they don't line up with any of the things that we've read or what God's word says, you need to say they have no right speaking to you. Those voices have no place in your head and in your home and in your heart if they don't line up with scripture, they're lies. Amen. And you've just got to continue to meditate meditate on this because I promise you it will change your life. It'll change the way you see life. It'll change your day to day. And it gets you to a point truly where you don't care what other people think about you because what matters is who Jesus says you are um, as a child of the King. And so it really changes everything. So I pray that you take this to heart and continue to pour into his word and just just marinate in the truth of who you are. I love it. And I do, I agree. If there are things that um, you guys want more answers to start with God's word, we'll be happy to point you to some things and help you look, look for some things. But um, we hope this is just a little bit. I know just me saying these things from the beginning of this recording till now, I just envision the things that I say, said about myself earlier and believing that my health journey and how discouraging it is, is a surprise to God. And it's not. God knew um, he created my body. He created it in its human form is not perfect, but God sees me as perfect because I'm his child. And this health journey is just part of what's going to grow and stretch me. It may grow and stretch my pants. (laughs) (laughs) But know that dependence on him, right? It's like, that's right. You're, you, you're just growing in more in what God's called you to be. And, and he allows things to happen. So we'll rely more on him. Yeah. And I do have it just a place in my heart for 12 year old me and 12 year old Alyssa and all the other 12 year olds and up that are out in 12 to 70, 80, 90 years old. Those of you who are believing lies about yourself, my heart hurts for you because I I've been there. I am there. I'll be there again. And, we, we do pray that um, you can equip yourself with these truths and walk into your next day. And we want to end on a really special note. So we have a really incredible team that's really headed up by Alyssa that rewrote this really cool prayer that we've offered to the women that we walk with. And we read this prayer going into each day to equip ourselves. Um, and it's really derived mostly from the armor of God in Ephesians, but we throw lots of other scripture in there so that We can read this over ourselves going into our day to protect ourselves from these lies. So Alyssa, would you wrap us up by reading this um, Armor of God prayer over us? Absolutely. And just think about it when you wake up. um, We, if you go about your day and you don't ask God to fill yourself with his spirit, then you will walk out the flesh that day. It is something that we have to ask God to override our flesh and in order to be able to do what God has called us to. I mean, sometimes if I I don't say all of this, but it's like, God, just rid me of myself and fill me with your spirit today and help me to be a vessel for you. Um, That's kind of my go-to, but this is really powerful to understand what scripture says about the armor of God. So this is Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. Thank you, Father, for this armor you have given me. I pray for the desire to stand against darkness and fight today. I put on the belt of truth, 
The belt of truth is the base that all other pieces connect to and are strengthened by. This belt is my integrity, my foundation, my center of gravity, and my guide that hold my faith in everything else. Because we choose to live in his truth, no matter what the enemy throws at us, we can stand firm in Christ. Today, I fight the lies against my body, my character, and my desires. Now that I have the belt of truth buckled firmly around my waist in humility, I attach the the breastplate of righteousness. This means that I choose to have righteous thoughts, words, and actions. This protects my heart against the enemy's arrows of temptation. I choose today to believe your truths instead of my feelings. My heart determines the course of my life, so please protect it today. Proverbs 4, 23. I step into the shoes of the gospel of peace. I realize this peace is found through you alone. So I thank you, and I walk boldly today, knowing you are with me. I choose to be vulnerable and share the great works you have done in my life everywhere I go. Even when things are tough, I can have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Philippians 4, 7. I am secure by the covering of salvation. This is a free, precious gift from you. I am sealed and deemed holy by the blood of Jesus. So today I put on my helmet of salvation and I reject the lies that wage war against my mind. I will fix my thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. In Jesus' name, I silence all the voices speaking to me except for the voice of Jesus. Please protect my mind from the things that have no place being there. Philippians 4, 8. I am powerless without you, Lord, but I can do everything through you. By your spirit, I lift up my shield of faith. With you, I am capable of extinguishing all the flaming arrows of evil. Your word says you will equip me to do your will. So I'm going to step out in faith and obey. Today, I fight against the constant assault of hurt, betrayal, abandonment, and discouragement. Hebrews 13, 21. I protect myself with other pieces, but with the sword of the Spirit, God's Word, I fight. The Word of God is my offense, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates soul and spirit. By the power of my Father, I am able. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today I choose to believe the Word over the world. I trust you, Lord. I say, you are my God. Philippians 4.13, Psalms 31.14. God is my commander-in-chief who has provided me with his heavenly weapons of war. So I stand armed and ready, knowing the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and powers and authorities in this dark world and the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 6.12. Father, your word says, do not be dismayed or discouraged, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Second Chronicles twenty fifteen. Every day I will suit up and put on the armor of God and then let you fight for me. Amen. Woohoo! Oh my gosh, I love it. Don't you feel so much better? It's like once you once you just pour those scriptures over yourself, it's like, yes, I can. Yes, I can fight. We're worth it. We yeah. are worth it. We have a mission and God has called us to something great. Don't get in our, we don't want to get in our own way and miss out on what God has for us because 
We're believing lies. And quit going out into this world ill-equipped. Yes. We're ready for battle, and you guys are ready for battle now too, but you have to put it on day after day after day. Um, and so I want you guys to know we have all of that in our show notes. Some of my material came from a really incredible um, spoken word poem by Hosanna Wong. Um, her website is hosannapoetry.com, and she has this incredible video. I'll put the link to that also. Um, it's a powerful weapon to play that in your car or over yourself or over your daughters or your children um, every day. And just like Alyssa said, take that sword. We gave you so much scripture. You guys have a sword now that you can go into this world and battle. And we're praying for you, friends. We're praying that you will go out into this world. And please, please let us know any feedback you have about this. We love hearing from you guys. And we hope that we can connect with you on a more personal level so that we can keep walking this journey with you. Yeah. And you are worth it. You are worth it. You. (laughs) That's right. Whoever, if one person needs to hear that today. Yes. You are not alone. You're worth fighting for. Amen. We love you sisters. Thanks for listening and brothers. I hope you listen too. Yeah. hot mess we are y'all do know don't necessarily assume that stonegate agrees with what we're saying true story preach Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's good that's great great peace out (laughs)